What is it you need to do according to God's word to take you where you need to go? for no rails welcome to brothers of the word because brother you need the word now the first thing that i want to say about the sermon today is don't do what i tell you to do don't do y'all said don't do what pastor say today so don't do this so I am talking to you today from the subject of no rails. And as I walked up to the pulpit today, that's why I walked up and down three times. So I speak today from a command that God spoke to me over a year ago. And the command was simply this. He said, when you go up and down stairs, don't use the rails. And that's why I'm telling you today, don't do, y'all say this again, don't do what pastor said today. And then there's a reason for that. So I understand why God told me not to use the rails. And he told me not to use the rails. And I'm going to talk to you today about that command from three levels. And usually when God speaks something, there are multiple levels where it applies. There's a physical, there's the worldly, and there's the spiritual application of no rails. So I tell you don't follow this because first of all, annually, about 30 to 40 percent of older people fall. About 30 to 40 percent of older people fall. 50 percent of people in nursing homes every year fall. And when you fall, You can mess up some stuff. In the United States, falls are the leading cause of accidental death and the seventh leading cause of death in people 65 plus. I'm 65 plus. So in my age group, fall is the number one cause of accidental death. Yet God told me when you go up and down the stairs, which is probably your highest probability of falling, don't use the rails. That's why I'm telling you, don't do. I got to make this really, really clear. I don't want somebody getting ready to go for a long flight. The pastor said, hey, hold my king. No, I don't want you to do that. Do not do that. So this was for pastor only. And I understand God's reasoning of why he told me this. And this is why you have to understand. Sometimes there are specific commands And specific things for individuals that do not apply to you. So you have to know what has God told me to do. See, I've got some things to do that you don't have to do. And you've got some things to do that I don't have to do. Principles never change, but specifics do. So God will never tell you anything that's going to be overall detrimental for you or overall detrimental for your family. But he may tell you some different stuff than he tells somebody else. He's never going to tell you anything that will take you to death unless it's dying for the cross. But he will always tell you things that will take you to life and life eternal. But different people may have different specific directions. He may tell one person, look, I want you to go out to Decatur and minister. And then he'll tell another person, I want you to just minister in the lunchroom in your job. So they're the same principle. I want you to spread the word, but you do it in different manners and different ways And there are different ways of doing things, what God has told you. So God told me no rails. And not only do I not use the rails when I'm going up and down stairs, treadmills have rails on. them. He said, don't even use the rails on the treadmill. So when you stop the treadmill and often I would do what's called hit training, high intensity interval training. So you run fast and you turn the treadmill off and rest and run fast again. And when the treadmill is slowing up, you know, you need to hold on. And then I had to remember this command I said, Lord, this is not the easiest thing. This thing going from nine miles an hour or 10 miles an hour and it's stopping. You need to hold on to the rail. I said, don't hold on to the rail. But let me tell you this. Whenever God tells you something, you can do it. And in my adult life, I don't remember falling but one time. Well, actually, I fell twice. But it was in the same place on the same day. 
I had climbed Stone Mountain and I was coming down Stone Mountain and it was raining. And Stone Mountain, it's the largest exposed hunk of granite on the planet. And I was coming down Stone Mountain. It was raining and that granite is slick as ice. And I knew it was slick. So I'm just coming down just as careful as I can. But Stone Mountain has some really steep spots in it. And even though I'm just careful, see, sometimes, folk, you're going to fall and you just can't help yourself. Most of the time you can. And I knew how dangerous this was. I knew how slippery it was, but there was no other way to get down. So I was at the top when it started raining. If it had started raining before I started going up there, I probably wouldn't have gone. But I was at the top when it started raining, so I had to come down. Or like see, Elijah was on that camel. He had to come down and he could have stayed up there all the time, but he had to come down. So I had to come down. And on my way down, in all of that slipperiness, I fell twice, but my body never hit the ground. I fell, but I caught myself with my hands. And that's from my martial arts training. So I was in judo and karate and they taught us how to fall and your body never hits the ground. You brace yourself, you catch yourself with your hands. So my reflexes were real good. My body never hit the ground, but I slipped and fell twice. But I spent last month in Iceland and it snowed every other day. The sidewalks were covered with snow and ice. I walked all over that place, didn't fall one time. But when God told me, don't use the rails, it begin to help me improve my balance. Because I go a lot of places, and sometimes in airports, they have stairs. And one of the principles of health, I take the stairs. I rarely will take the elevator. I take the stairs. And sometimes it's like four or five flights of stairs going to the next level. And then I got a backpack and a bag. So I got to go with my backpack and my bag up all of these stairs in the middle of the stairs without holding on to the rail. And when I first started this, I had to get used to it because I was used to holding on to the rail. And it makes really practical, logical sense, whether you're older or younger, to hold on to the rail. So let me repeat for the fourth time. Don't do this. You hold on to that rail. But I walked right up the middle of the stairs carrying my bag without holding on to the rail. Now, see, all of these people fall who are 65 and older Because it messes with balance as you go up and down stairs or if you're dealing with anything slippery. And there are three things that you really need. In Psalms 94, 18, the New Living Translations, David said this. He said, I cried out, I am slipping, but your unfailing love, O Lord, supported me. Now, that's a different kind of slipping. But David was slipping, but God held him. For those of you who are 65 and over or even 50 and over, hold on to the rail. God will hold you when there's no rail. But that's why I'm having to tell you over and over and over, don't do this. When there is a rail and if you're not really sure about your balance and ability, hold on to that rail. Now, see, I'm reasonably certain about my balance and ability, but it still took me three or four months before I just got in the habit of not using the rail. And now I can walk up and down stairs with absolutely no problem. Matter of fact, I can actually jump from here to the pulpit without using any stairs. I'm not going to do that now. (laughs) You know, and I thought about this. I did this several years ago. And it just spurred the moment I came down. And I just hopped up there. And I said, I didn't even know whether I could make that jump. That's going up these stairs from the main floor to the pulpit floor. Now I can do it. But the more mature you get, the more you realize, don't start taking all these unnecessary chances. Because that was probably about four or five years ago. So I'm four or five years old. I feel like I'm just as strong and and just as good a shape. And I'm pretty sure I can hop right up there without a problem. But I'm not even going to risk that now. Something just not worth it. For what? You see, a lot of these things that you all get into and you all find yourself trapped with and you all find yourself messed up with, you need to always ask yourself those two words. For what? What am I getting out of this that's really going to make a true life difference? And generally what you will find is the for what is not worth it on stuff that's super risky. So I am going to... (laughs) 
But at least I can go up and down the stairs with no issue, with no problems. And just it's easy for me to do that. So God told me something that was well within my capability. And when you start doing it, your balance improves. There's something about it. And see, as you get older, you just can't do some things you used to see. You know, just like standing on one leg for a long time. As you get older, you start leaning over and falling and all kind of stuff. So as you get older, certain things have a natural tendency to deteriorate unless you counterbalance them. Your muscles deteriorate. Your bones get thinner. That's why you get osteoporosis. So you have to do stuff to keep your muscles strong. You have to do stuff to keep your bones strong. And the way you keep muscles, bones, and balance strong is to stress them. If you want to keep your muscles strong, you have to lift weights or some type of resistance exercise. If you want to keep your bones strong and don't have your bones leach out and develop osteoporosis, you got to put some weight on them. Now, those of you who got a little extra meat on you, you generally don't have to worry about osteoporosis. And I didn't know this until I was at a health convention. I was talking to a nurse and you had to talk about stuff. She said, folk, when they got a lot of meat on them, they don't get osteoporosis. I said, huh? She said, no, that happened to thin folk. When you got some meat on you, your bones are constantly exercising. They don't lose the calcium. She said, I've been a nurse for 40 years. And she said, I have never seen a case of a person with extra insulation on them. I've never seen a case where they've had osteoporosis. It's always the skinny, frail folk. I said, I didn't know that. So sometimes with your muscles, with your bones, and with your spirit, you have to have some stress on to keep them strong. You can't keep your spirit strong if you don't have stuff going on. If everything's just easy on you and stuff just flowing, just no problems. Well, you don't have to wrestle a bear every now and then. If, if everything's just easy, first of all, you get all puffed up in pride and your spirit starts to weaken. We need stress on every part of our lives to keep us strong. So when God told me no rails, it started to improve my balance. And I noticed after doing that for a few months, I said, I can go upstairs and I can just go up the stairs just as fast. So my balance was improved because I did not use the rails. And there are three primary things that will help you keep from falling. Balance, vision, and strength. Now that's in the natural from just falling on the ground. But that also helps you in all the other areas of your life. Balance vision, and strength. When you have balance, and the older you get, the worse statistically your balance gets. So the older you get, your balance gets off, your vision is less clear, and you lose strength. So how do you keep all those things together? How do you keep your balance? You keep your balance together by exercising and stressing things that make you have to balance. If all you're going to do is sit down and watch TV, you will start, you know, when you get up real quick. And that's why as you get older, if you get up real fast and you stand up real quick, a lot of folks, they get woozy because it causes blood pressure to drop because you've gotten out of shape. So if you want to be in a situation where you can just, you know, get up and down, just get up and down, get up and down without having to worry about anything. You can just get up and down, ain't got to worry about it, you know, instead of doing it, ah. All of that is a result of discipline and preparation and doing what you should do. And no matter how old you get, you'll still be able to pop up and move and have mobility and have balance. But you hold on to the rails. There are other ways of improving your balance. And I don't have time to go into that now. But just what God told me to do with balance, vision and strength. And he's even told me stuff with my vision. I'm not wearing my glasses and I normally don't wear my glasses when I preach, but I've stopped wearing my glasses, period. And God says, take off your glasses, follow what I tell you to do, and I will strengthen your eyes. And that's what I've been doing for the past week. When I got to the office, I said, Mr. Brown, wear your glasses. And I said, I'm not wearing them right now. I don't plan on wearing them at all. If you all say if. I do what God tells me to do. So I'm strengthening my eyes, doing my best to follow what God has told me to do. And it improves balance. It improves vision and it's improving strength. And sometimes we want the levels where 
God has promised to take us, but we don't want to do what we need to do to get there. Just in terms of strength, God has told me, you need to be able to do 25 military-style pull-ups. I'm saying, Lord, Navy SEAL competitive is 11. You want me in twice as good a shape as a Navy SEAL. And I'm 60-something years old. He told me that well over a year ago. The max I've hit is 15. And I couldn't get past 15. But to be honest about it, I wasn't putting full diligence in it. Last week when I got to the office, God said, Every time you pull into this office, I want you to do it because I got pull up bars out where my parking spot is. He said, every time you pull into this office, I want you to do a set of pull ups. All you do when you come and when you leave every time. If you say if you come and leave six times a day, you do six sets of pull up. I'm hearing this so strong. See, the problem often is not to hear it. And I think that thing really started messing with me. So I came in, I did my pull up. I couldn't do but 10. This is another thing that happens. When you get disobedient, you start losing that stuff real fast. So I dropped from 15 down to 10. The goal God told me to get to 25. He said, you're going to have a breakthrough. Stuff going to happen when you hit this 25. I just ain't made it. And I just stopped it. See, Elijah was talking about the race that's running outside now. God told me about four years ago, you run a half marathon every other month. I haven't run a half marathon in three years. I'm just being honest with you. So when God speaks a word to you, it's not all that easy to do. But the blessings of it, the blessings are so awesome. It's doing this stuff that's difficult. So I went to the office yesterday, stayed out there about an hour and left. And I was going to go back out to the office, but I didn't. And I didn't because I don't want to do the two sets of pull-ups. When I go out there, I got to do a set. When I leave, and I literally would not go because I didn't want to do those pull-ups. I went to the office this morning. And when I started last week, I could do 10. So I had dropped five pull-ups from my capability. When I went yesterday, I did 10 and a half. When I went this morning, I did 11. And then the second set when I left, I did 11 and a half. So it's going back up, but I got to stay on it. I got to keep walking up the stairs with no rails. I've got to do what is more difficult to do than what everyone else is doing because I want more than what everybody else got. So if you don't want to be in the pack, if you want more, and to be honest about it, the pack is just not the best place to be. So if you want more health, if you want more joy, if you want more security, if you want more peace in your life, you can't do what everybody else does. Even if you want more money, you can't do what everybody else does. You have to have a different set of values and disciplines in life if you want that next level. James 4.4 says this. He said, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. No rails doesn't just refer to stairs. It refers to life in this earth. When we depend on all of the worldly stuff to be better, that we need to have the latest and the greatest. And it's easy to get caught up in this mindset, to start believing that our value comes from the things we have. Those are rails. Those are things that we hold on to trying to prop up our ego, prop up our self-esteem, feel good about ourselves. So we holding on to this stuff. And the Bible says, don't hold on to that stuff. That stuff is not going to bring you your true joy, your true peace. Instead, we need to focus on our relationship with God and focus on serving Christ and focus on our love and compassion and serving others. In Philippians 4.12, the famous verse by Paul, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Or as the King James Version says, who strengthens me? Full or empty. And see, right now I'm empty because I'm on a fast. That's the other thing God has told me. You stay on this fasting schedule. This is how many days a week or how many days. Well, actually, it's one day every other week. One day of raw, one day of water every other week. I'm ashamed to say I had gotten off of that. (laughs) And I know the health benefits of it. So 
I know the benefits is just going with the world and it's something I don't really want to do. The flesh rebels against the things of the spirit and even the flesh rebels against just the thing that helps its own flesh. The flesh is just, you can't count on this flesh. You can't depend on this flesh. This flesh is a rail that you cannot hold on to. You've got to hold on to the spirit. You've got to go with the spirit. And that's the part that God is trying to show. Look, even in the natural, don't hold on to this stuff. You will become stronger. You will have greater balance. And you will have greater vision if you don't hold on to this stuff. When your vision gets bad, you can't see the steps. Everything is fuzzy. You're liable to misstep. You're liable to fall. And those three things, balance, vision, and strength, are what causes most older people to fall. Even in the other areas of life. When folk get caught up in extramarital affairs, number one, they generally don't have balance in their relationships. Some off balance. Number two, they don't have the vision of what it's going to cost them. And sometimes they don't have the strength to resist the temptation. So you got to have all three of these areas, even in your diet. The experts talking about having a balanced diet. You got to have the vision to know what a balanced diet is. And you got to have the strength to stick on it because it's not easy. Jeremiah 17.5 says this. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They're like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an unhabited, salty land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Don't put your trust in humans because humans will let you down. And some of you are miserable right now because you put your trust in humans. Some of you think that, well, if I get me a good person, they're going to solve all my... No, they're not. No, they're not. So don't put your trust in humans. You put your trust in the Lord. Now, do right by the humans. Do right. Matter of fact, you treat them better than they treat you. Do right. Do right. Do right. But you put your trust in the Lord. And if they don't do right and reciprocate, that's their problem. You do right and the Lord handles the rest. And you can have peace and joy that defies all understanding. But you got to know which rail to hold on to. It's not these physical rails. Even when I was going to get a piece of exercise equipment, so I was in this used equipment place. They had all this equipment. So I asked the owner, I said, look, what's the most efficient exercise? If there was one piece of equipment in this place, what would you recommend? He said, well, the best and most efficient exercise equipment, pound for pound, is the stepper. He said, this stepper will exercise you better than any other piece of equipment. But there's one thing you need to do. I said, what's that? He said, don't hold on to the rails. He said, if you use the stepper without holding on to the rails, it literally doubles your cardio benefit. Because you're not balanced on the rails, you're not holding on, and you will get a much better workout. If you don't hold on to the rails. So I bought the stepper. And it wasn't easy not holding on to those rails, especially when you put it on a high tension and especially when you start getting tired. But it helps you so much to develop. And that's why some of you all are cursing the stress when it is a stress that takes you to an entirely different level. Isaiah 31 says this. What sorrow awaits those who look to Egypt for help, trusting their horses, chariots, and charioteers, and depending on the strength of human armies instead of looking to the Lord, the Holy One of Israel? That's a deep verse. Because some of us just put our trust and all of our prestige and all of our ego and self-esteem in our horse. Now, the modern equivalent of the horse is our cars. So we value who we are based on a car. And the Bible said, don't put your trust in the horses, nor in armies, which means the government. Don't put your trust in the government. You've never noticed me wavering one iota on my joy based on who the president was. And we have had opposite extremes of presidents. And you ain't seen me. The president is not controlling my life. The president is not the Lord of my life. 
The president has very little to do with my joy. The president almost has nothing to do with my joy. And he virtually has nothing to do with your joy unless you let who's in there upset you. And I knew some folk in both sides. When there's a Democrat in office, the Republicans were just fussing and mad and couldn't sleep and going into massive depression. And then when there was a Republican in office, the Democrats were going, that's holding on to some rails. The government is not going to bring you peace and they definitely can't get you in heaven. They're not going to save your life. They're not going to turn your stuff around. You cannot hold on to the material rails of this life. And this is the attitude we need to strive for. No rails. And when you look at material stuff and you're thinking, am I holding on to this to support me? Now, you need certain stuff. I'm not talking against materialism. I'm talking about dependence on it. I can go anywhere and be happy. I'm happy in a tent and I'll be happy in the Taj Mahal. And anybody who's traveled with me knows that as long as there's no roaches. But even with roaches, to be honest, if I had to be in a place with roaches. Now, see, Elijah did go to another level. He stayed in the hotel and he woke up with bed bug bites all over. That would probably push me a little bit over the edge. I would get out of that room. But for the most part, I can go just about anywhere. And go through just about anything. My brothers were with me when I had that crash in Greece. Just as happy as I can be. It's not external stuff. I'm not holding on to the rails of external stuff. You hold the hand of God. And if you hold the hand of God, you can go through anything. But you do need to do what you're supposed to do. And I've got to reorient myself to where I'm going to hit those 25 pull-ups. Because God gives you a certain amount of grace. And then you say, boy, I done told you. And I done told you, you're going to be terrific or terrible. You're not going to be in the middle. And you've got to be terrific. This is what you have to do. So I've got to do what I need to do according to God's word. What is it you need to do according to God's word to take you where you need to go? Let go of the rails. Now, don't do this in the natural. We repeat that again. Don't do this in the natural. This is a spiritual principle about the worldly things that you are holding on to that supports your joy and your happiness. And when they waver, so does your joy and happiness. No rails. Let go and cling to Christ. And you will find that your joy becomes unwavering no matter what the weather is. Because you're not depending upon rails. And material stuff, which will vary. And sometimes it will vary tremendously. And your happiness or joy will go up and down. Because sometimes your spouse may have an attitude. So if your spouse got an attitude and you depended on your spouse, what do you think will happen to your attitude? They say it, you say it. They depress, you depress. They happy, you happy. I don't attach my joy to anybody. My sons will tell you that. And I love them. I love my sons. I love my wife. But you don't see daddy's joy fluctuate no matter what's happening. Do you? No. And I can ask him that publicly because they just haven't seen it. They haven't seen daddy's joy fluctuate. Daddy is at peace. Dad, they haven't seen daddy fussing. They haven't seen daddy sad. They haven't seen daddy depressed. And they haven't seen daddy sick. Have you? You may be a cough. That's right. Maybe a cough. That's about right. <laughs> and he's about right. Maybe a cough. So they haven't even seen me sick with a full-blown cold. That's why the pandemic didn't bother me because that stuff external. Keep your internal stuff. And it's not just your physical immune system. It's your spiritual immune system. Your spiritual immune system is more important than your physical immune system. And if you're depending on humans, if you're depending on stuff, your stuff can go all which kind of way. So you need to make sure no rails. Don't hold on to the rails. And you will find when you start holding on to God, first of all, you're going to be a better partner to your friends and your family. Because if you're holding on to God, God's going to, number one, tell you some stuff. And he's going to tell you some stuff to do that will benefit everybody around you. God's not going to tell you to be a bad husband. He's going to tell you if you listen to God, he's going to make you a better husband than ever. God's not going to tell you to be a bad wife. If you listen to God, he's going to tell you how to be a better wife than ever. But if you don't listen, it's not God's lack of telling is the problem. It's the same way with me with that half marathon and those 25 pull-ups. It's not that I haven't heard the word. And even when I heard God, just, ooh, he was so strong. 
Don't you leave this office. And when you come, you do those maximum set of pull ups. And when you leave, I heard it so strong and I still didn't want to do it. And I still didn't want to. The next day, I just avoided the office. I'm just being honest with you. And sometimes this flesh, that's why I can relate so well to Paul. This flesh is a wrestle. It's a constant wrestle with what we want to do and what God has told us to do. And if you do what God tells you to do, let go of the rails of the world. If you do what God tells you to do, your life gets so much better. So I'm I'm just having to make a new commitment. I'm having to make a new commitment to just those really those two big areas. And they just involve my body. Twenty five pull ups and then start running those half marathons every other month. And then I got this big run of five miles at eight miles an hour over you. He said, you do that, you'll be terrific. But doing it, we all want the terrific. We don't want the pain of discipline. I want you to pause right now. We always ask you to bow your heads for 10 seconds just to ask God what you should give. I want you to bow your heads for just a few seconds. And I want you to ask God, Lord, what is the number one thing you want me to do right now? Starting today. What's number one? So we're going to just take 30 seconds. Bow your heads. Ask God, Lord, what's the one thing you want me to do or start doing today? Bow your heads. I believe God has spoken to most of you today. I'm not going to ask anybody what it is. That's your business. That's between you and God. But I can guarantee you this. What God spoke to you will improve and take your life to another level. If. That's almost the biggest word in the English language. If. Only two little letters. But if my people who are called by my name, would humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. If my people, if my people, if my people. So whatever God told you in those 30 seconds, Write it down, first of all, because it'll leave fast, especially if you don't want to do it. It'll leave real fast if you don't want to do it. Write it down so you get exactly what you heard, exactly what God spoke to your spirit. And you can back tell it's from God because you don't want to do it. Just like I didn't want to do those pull-ups, I don't want to run that half marathon, and I don't want to get in shape to run at eight miles an hour for five miles uphill. I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to do it but I know what it will do for me. And God wants his people. He wants their land healed. He wants their spirit full of joy. We're his children. And every daddy wants his children fabulous. Write it down. What you heard God speak. The one thing, I'm putting up three, four things down there. One thing, just do the one. Once you do the one, he can give you another thing. But not only him giving you three, four things, you got to do the one. So do the one. Get on track with the one. Watch how life changes. Even with all the stuff I got to do, I know the most, and I ask, Lord, on all my list, what's my most important thing to do? And it sounds a little petty or simple. He said, your most important thing is to be in the bed by 11 o'clock every night. You do your prayer at 10, be in the bed by 11. That's not that easy to do because it'd be stuffed. Any of y'all got stuff to do? It'd just be stuff. So I have a challenge getting into bed. That's your most important thing. Because if you don't get in the bed on time, you don't get up for your prayer on time. If you don't get up on time with your prayer, 
it throws your whole day off. That's why God's day always begins with the evening. So it's your most important thing, get in the bed on time. You get in the bed on time, you get up on time, you get up on time, get your prayer, it sets your whole day straight. Simple things. And I know it. Not a lack of not. I know it. We sometimes quote that Hosea verse, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge, but we don't quote the whole verse. We just quote that piece of it. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. Not because they didn't get it. They rejected it. So God has spoken to most of you. Do not reject the knowledge. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. You all have so much potential. I have so much potential. I was in Walmart yesterday getting the stuff that I wanted to take to the office, but I didn't take it because I didn't want to do those pull-ups. And a man walked up to me and he said, Pastor Bronner, he said, I don't know whether you remember me or not, but years ago, this probably been 15, 20, he said, years ago, you spoke into my life. You changed my life. And he began telling me, he said, and you counseled me in your office. He came out to my business office. He said, and you had a picture of a jet on your wall. I said, yeah, I have Gates 55 Learjet cockpit on my wall. He said, God says, you're going to get that jet. He said, you're going to get it even though you don't want it. And he talked with me. for so He was just telling me about how his life had been changed and all of this about the stuff. I don't even remember what I told him because it's been so long ago. But generally when the word pours from you and it pours into fertile soil, they remember you just don't. And the folk in Walmart had said, can y'all shut up and move? Because we were holding up the line. We were in the self-service checkout and just he was just talking. And the lady, somebody just like, can y'all shut up and move? So we had to shut up and move. And... But he said, and I understood what he meant. He said, God says, you're going to get that jet, even though you don't want it. I said, well, Pastor, why would not you want a jet? The reason I wouldn't want the jet is because I'd have to get the jet to speak a lot of places. It's responsibility. And I'm just in no hurry about it. Somebody called and asked, could I speak this coming Saturday? I looked on my calendar. I said, no, I'm going to be out of town. They moved the date. So so they moved the whole program. I'm in no hurry to do it. So when he said, God's going to give you the jet, even though you don't want it, because I know it goes with responsibility and it's more stuff to do. It's more speaking. I may have to go all these places when, when God opens up some stuff, but he won't open it up until I am in obedience. What is being held up in your life? Because you will not do what God has placed into your spirit. What blessings are you missing? Because you will not do what God has placed into your spirit. And see, first of all, I'm super happy with my life. I don't complain. I'm just as happy with my life. I'm so filled with joy, just like I told you, the prayer cloth anointing. I just feel the spirit. I'm so happy. It's just unreal. But I know God has a higher level for me and for my purpose in life, not just for me. I got a higher purpose. It's not just me. That's the other problem. You got to let go of the rails of you. What I want, and this is just what's going to make me happy, and this is just me, mine. And God will bless you to become a blessing. And the greater he blesses you, the greater blessing you can become. And that's why the man knew. He said, God says he's going to give you that jet, but you don't want it. It's not that I don't want the jet. I don't want the responsibility to go with the jet. But it's the destiny. So we've got to change some mindsets to where we can go where the destiny is taking us. Your destiny is greater. But you got to do some greater things. That's within your power and capability. 
You just have to make up your mind. Say, Lord, I'm going to do this. With those three things, I just said to me, Lord, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this before your grace runs out. Because I don't want his grace to run out. Because it can be really rough when his grace runs out. Write down the one thing God spoke into your spirit. Write it and do it. And watch your life go to another whole level. I'm being led to ask C. Elijah to close us out for today. So see Elijah, if you would, whatever's on your heart. This is one of our longer sessions today, but if just one person, see, there's one thing I know, I know statistics in folk. If you have a hundred folk and God speaks into the hearts of 95, only five will remain diligent to that word. 90% won't. Just all, and, and I'm part of that group. I have a hard time remaining diligent in what God has spoken. Only five out of a hundred will remain diligent to the word God spoke. And I don't mind taking the extra time to reach that one. Pastor Barrett, I think your daughter came up after you spoke and you brought your daughter up and she said there was one sermon that I preached called what is your wish that changed the world he said a grades changed attitude changed everything changed I had to go back and listen to that I don't see what's so life changing about this it was just a mediocre sermon to me but when God has spoke a word that word sometimes it's like if you understand biology and molecules how they work there are particular enzymes and they only fit a receptor site on certain molecules it won't fit anything else. So sometimes the word is for one person, but this one person is like a key that opens a lock and it changes. And that's all I pray for. Lord, let this change one person. That's all. Just one. Doesn't have to be a whole ton. Just one. Even if everybody else doesn't like it, let it change one. So if one of you does what God has spoken, and he's spoken to many of you, but if one of you takes what God has spoken and starts doing that, it'll change your world. Amen. See Elijah, if you would, just amen. Praise God. What a timely message, a powerful message. Don't hold on to the rails at so many different meanings on so many different levels. I just appreciate the message that helps us physically and our physical bodies and our physical health and at the same time it helps us in life. It helps us in our spiritual life. It helps us in all of life not to depend on the wrong things but put our trust in God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't hold on to the rails. I just love the way the Holy Spirit gave him that message that helps us physically, helps us spiritually, helps us in life, helps us to go to our destiny, helps us to do the things that we need to do, have the discipline in our lives to go to the next level. And he just made it so practical and so simple. We thank God for speaking to each and every one of us to just let us know the thing that you need to do, what God wants you to do most, to change your life, to better your life, to secure your life, to bless your life, to prosper your life. So we love God because God is very practical and God will deal with you with very simple things, going to bed, drinking water, exercising cutting back on fried foods, just little simple things, reading a book. And so God will just deal with us. And so we just appreciate God entering the details of our lives because he cares about us. He loves us. He loves us. And so we're just grateful. We're grateful for him speaking to us today. Praise God. Every head bowed. If there's anyone here today, if you want to 
you want to invite the Lord Jesus Christ into your life to be your Lord and Savior, or if you want to rededicate your life to Him, or if you want to rededicate your life to doing the thing that you know you should be doing. We all get off track, but thank God He gives us a new beginning. He gives us an opportunity to get back on the wagon when we fall off and to start over, to have a fresh discipline, a fresh desire. So if there's anyone here, if you want to just commit to doing what God has placed in your heart for you to do, we invite you to come. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you all for your honesty and your authenticity, your sincerity of your heart just before the Lord. Where you just say, God, I've gotten off track. You've told me what to do and I just get off track, I get off of course, I get off of your plan for my life, and I just want to recommit myself to you and want to do it your way. And you know, here's the big key. The big key is you can't do it on your own. Nobody could keep the law. You can't on your own. We have to ask him to enter in to help us. He helps us to make the right choices. He helps us to make the right decisions. He helps us with our discipline. He helps us. He helps us. It's in him we live move and have our being. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's his spirit. It's his anointing. He's the one that fuels your desire and the will. God works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He gives you the want to and he'll give you the ability to do it. That's our God. That's our God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lord, for this opportunity to just rededicate ourselves, to recommit ourselves to you. We just lay ourselves on the altar and ask you to fall on us afresh, fresh anointing, fresh desire to do your will, fresh desire to carry out your plan, fresh desire to to go where you want us to go and to do what you want us to do. Fresh desire to obey you. Fresh desire to be led by your spirit. Fresh desire, Lord, be able to carry out the instructions you give us. Lord, thank you for giving us both the will and the ability to do it. We ask for your help. Help us in all of the good intentions that we have, that you place in our heart, all the instructions you give us, help us. We ask you to help us with our discipline. We ask you to help us to do it when we don't feel like doing it. We ask you to help us, Lord, when we want to make excuses. We ask you to help us, Lord, to put our priorities in place. We ask you to help us, Lord. We can't do it without you. We can't do it without you, Lord. We trust in you. We lean on you. We rely on you. And we ask you to fill us afresh right now with your Holy Spirit and your anointing. We thank you for it. Thank you for walking alongside with us, in us. Thank you that you are for us, Lord. We love you. And we just rededicate our lives to you right now. And it's in Jesus' mighty name. Fall fresh on us. Fall fresh on us right now. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray, Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God, praise God, amen, amen.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Stand to your feet and praise God. Man, I'm just so excited. I'm excited at this time, what God's doing in the earth. What God is doing in the earth. You don't think for one second God's going to let the devil run away with the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. They that dwell therein. We're God's people. This earth belongs to him. This earth belongs to him. And so when you see when you see the devil running in a frenzy trying to take over our young people and all of that, God sits in the heavens and laughs. <laughs> God laughs at the devil. God laughs at the devil, not knowing that God says, I'll pour out my spirit. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And God will pour out his spirit in greater measure. So I'm so excited about this time that we're in. We're in this time right now. We're in this time right now where God is doing greater. Where light overtakes darkness. Where good overtakes bad. Where righteousness overtakes evil. God is greater. 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 Man, it's an exciting time to be alive. It's an exciting time. So don't miss any of our services, man. Be here on Sundays. Be here on Sunday night. Be here on Thursday. There's a revival happening. There's a revival happening. Praise God. There's a revival happening. I had been saying revival right around the time that Asbury revival. I didn't even know about the Asbury revival, but I was already saying we have a revival. <laughs> I was already picking up on that revival, man. <laughs> glory, 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 glory. Praise God. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for letting us have fun today and just have a wonderful time in your presence and in your spirit and anointing and in your glory. We love you so much. Thank you for what you're doing in the earth. Thank you for letting us be a part of it, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to have the ability to share the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ with everyone we encounter. Let your spirit, Lord, just permeate our lives and spill over on to others, Lord. We're just so grateful for this time in this in Jesus mighty name we pray let every heart say amen amen you are listening to brothers of the word.com this was the message titled no rails by Nathaniel Bronner this message is number 5983 that's 5983 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5983 to a friend go to brothers of the word.com If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the Word.